Welcome back to tonight's coverage of Merrimack Hockey right here on WSMN. Mike Macknick, John Leahy with you, and joining us is Mike McMahon from the Eagle Tribune and also the MacReport.com. And, uh, well, Mike, want to get into talking about Chris Serino, moment of silence held for him before the game. But first of all, your thoughts on that first period? Uh, much better than what we saw last weekend in Alaska. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I mean, it's probably one of the best periods they've played all season. Just, uh, you know, nothing to show for it. I thought, I thought Hoffman played really well for the, for Vermont. Uh, he's a big kid. You know, he's going to be tough to beat, I think. And uh, it, it just, you know, really solid period for Merrimack. I think shots are 9-2 or something like that about five minutes into the game. Uh, you really can't ask for for a better period, they just took what he goes in the pool. So that, that's the worrisome part. Big concern, obviously, the special teams that we got a chance to see both the power play and the penalty kill in that period. You thought? Uh, I thought the power play looked better. I mean, they were they, they definitely got more pucks to the net. I know that was something that they wanted to work on, and it seems like that message was was heard loud and clear. Uh, the penalty kill, you, you know, I thought the penalty kill looked, looked all right, especially on the first penalty that they had to kill. The uh, uh, I forget, I think it was Toomey. Uh, it looked great, and, and then you know, even the power play goal they allowed was sort of a bang bang play. It, it wasn't really anything I think the penalty kill did. It was just one of those things that puck sports out to an open man, and, and he happens to be able to put the puck in the hand. Well, as we said, we wanted to devote uh, the majority of this intermission to uh, remembrances of Chris Serena, the former head coach and athletic director here at Merrimack, also spent seven years as the head coach at Malden Catholic, which I know is your alma mater, and of course both of us are graduates of Merrimack and, and had a uh, uh, chance to work with Chris during his time here. You wrote a terrific, really terrific column in, in the Eagle Tribune, and uh, folks should check that out either at your blog, themacreport.com, or at the Eagle Tribune uh, with, with some memories of, of uh, Coach Serino from the times that you when you were manager here, uh, which is really as you said when you got started in, in, in your time at Merrimack. Anything that you can tell? Any stories that didn't make it into the paper? Oh, you know what? There was a. <laughs> well, let me tell you, let me qualify it. Anything that you can tell us. Uh, you know, there's one, and this just I think goes to show the type of guy that he was. We were out here practicing one day. Uh, it was probably my, I think it was my first year uh, working for him, and there were some kids up in, in the grandstand, sort of on the far side of the ice, across from where we are here in the press box, and they were taping up and, and painting the, the drum that's in the student section, still in the student section now, I believe. Uh, they had dug it out of the out of the equipment closet upstairs, and they were putting a coat of paint on it because they were going to start using it. And uh, and Coach Serino saw him doing that, and, and in the middle, I think it was right at practice ended, or maybe even in the middle of practice, uh, yelled over to him, asked him if they had any shirts. Did they have jerseys? And, and at the time, they didn't, because I don't even think the bookstore may have been selling them, but they, they may not have been at the time. I'm not even sure. And uh, he took these four or five kids that they're, they're Merrimack students, the four or five kids that were doing it, and uh, brought them into the brought them in the locker room and grabbed uh, you know four. Or five. They, they were they were the old practice jerseys, but they were Merrimack jerseys, and, and told them to you know while they were up in the stands, make sure they had these on. So I just said there was a lot of little things like that that uh, you know in my opinion went, went a really went, went a long way in, in making the experience for a lot of people, whether it was you know fans or, or just people involved in the program. Just, he, he went above and beyond on, on a lot of different levels. I think. You got a chance to see things from the inside, as it were, as the manager uh, traveling with the team, being here every day. Uh, I'm sure you got a, a lot of a lot of opportunities to, you know, to, to talk with him and, and, and see things that other people didn't get to see. Uh, um, you know, what was he like? You know, what was what was it? What the, things did you see that maybe were different from what people would have thought? 
you know, it, it's funny because the one year, I, I really only worked with him for one full year. Uh, and it was his last year here, obviously, so it wasn't the best year. And, and there was a lot of frustration for, from everybody. I mean, from, from a player standpoint, they were frustrated with how the year went. He was frustrated with how the year went. Uh, but, you know, one of the things, as frustrating as it gets, and when that happens, people are going to yell and scream at each other. That's just, that's part of life. That's how it happens. And um, the, the one thing that really stood out to me was, you know, he would potentially even maybe get in a player's face or have, or have to yell at a player between periods, but you know what, a coach has to do that sometimes. And then, um, you know, you, you'd see him either after the game or, or, or even, you know, before they went back out on the ice for the rest of that period, take that guy aside and, and, and go over and whisper something to him and, and just sort of say, like, you know, I, I did what I had to do, but at the same time, I mean, it was still very much, you were on the same team, you know, so it was just trying to get everything out, uh, getting everything out of the team that, that he could. And, you know, so it was definitely a frustrating time, I think, for everybody. Um, but, you know, at, at, at the same time, I think it, you learn a lot for, about people when, when you have situations like that. Yeah, one of my favorite stories I, I told you has to do with the game against UNH that was here. It was relatively early in his tenure, and the team's losing 4-1. to one. Of course, UNH won for, for like 1996 to whatever it was, 2002, I think, stretch of like six years. They won something like 20 games in a row against Merrimack. They tended to come into this rink and beat him, beat him up with the width didn't matter. And so UNH is winning yet again 4-1 to one in this rink. There's about five minutes to go in the game, and, you know, everybody in, in, in the rink is sure that UNH UNH is going to win, and and uh, so Chris Serino he pulls the goaltender. You know, I mean, you know, he, he removes the starting goaltender. And he puts in might have even been the third string goalie that he put in to get him some game time. And so they're trailing the game by three goals at that point. Well, wouldn't you know? Right after that, the next couple minutes, bang bang, they pot two quick ones, and now it's a four-three game. The place is rocking. The place is going nuts, and and, uh, and they end up still losing the game. But boy, it was interesting those last couple of minutes. And one of the things I always remember, he comes in there and. Somebody asked him, uh, you know, thoughts on the game. That's what they always say. Yeah. Thoughts on the game. And he says, I didn't believe in my team tonight. He says, they showed me something. I thought that game was over. They showed me it wasn't. And, and then and it was just silent for a, a, you know, a few seconds. And then one one of the writers, and I think most of them were from UNH then, because that was usually what happens. I think one of them said, did, did you say that to the team? And, and he said, yeah. He said, I have to. He said, they have to listen to me. He said, when they when they screw up, and they have to listen to me get up and, and yell at them and tell them that, that they screwed up. Well, when I screw up, I got to tell them, and I screwed up tonight. That's what I mean, that really impressed me. Uh, yeah, brutally honest. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the thing. I think... Um, you know, he was he was a pretty honest guy, and, and, and that's not everybody always liked to hear it. Uh, you know, so, sometimes it aggravated some people. I'm sure. I mean, if you were one of the players that were that, that did something that resulted in feeling his wrath, I'm sure it wasn't fun. Uh, and, and you know, I felt it a couple times myself. <laughs> but uh, you know, but at, at the end of the day, I, it's nothing that that wasn't untrue. I mean, he was a pretty honest guy, and, and still, you know. It, Nothing was ever done maliciously, I don't think. All right, Mike. Thanks, as always, for being with us. We appreciate it. TheMacReport.com and the Eagle Tribune. Mike McMahon, thanks. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Mike McMahon here in between periods with a score. Merrimack trailing Vermont 1-0. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Merrimack Hockey on WSMN.